Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. I'm Barry Ritholtz. This is Airbnb and DoorDash showcase the best and worst of Uber. Uber, the ubiquitous on-demand app that turned people's spare time and cars into a global fleet of taxis, is the gold standard of market disruption via an app. Consider the forces that Uber recognized and acted upon. A greater demand for taxi service than cities had been allowing, app versus phone car hailing, a rating system for drivers and passengers, easy credit card payment system versus fumbling with cash, a variety of car sizes, types, and levels of luxury, information as to the exact time the car will arrive, scheduled car hails, and freelance work for drivers. Uber's app worked brilliantly for consumers. More than any recent tech firm, the company used the power of mobile apps, location awareness, transaction payments, usage history, etc., to connect service providers and consumers. They addressed marketplace failures caused by local monopolies in a unique way. Uber is far from perfect. Surge pricing can be abusive. Arrival times are often nonsense. Prices are occasionally wrong. The quality of the cars are sometimes not as represented. No Uber, a Toyota Camry and a Mercedes E-Class are not the same level of luxury. And of course, we now know the criminality that Uber's weaselly founders and executives were engaging in. As detailed in Mike Asik's fascinating book, Super Pumped, The Battle for Uber, the company was a giant frat house. It was committing massively illegal acts at scale, so bad that eventually co-founder and CEO Travis Kalanick was just so reckless he got himself tossed out of the company. All those felonies aside, consider for a moment the legitimate business model that Uber perfected. They recognized the shortcoming of an established industry, including one with a giant cost structure and pretty good margins. They managed to insert themselves between the consumer and the producer in order to capture a fee. They let freelancers monetize their underutilized assets that they owned to create an income stream. They used ratings instead of relying on corporate brand reputation. They provided an enormous variety of products at various price points, and they allow simple scheduling of the service. All of those aspects to that model worked to perfection. Uh, the app-based service now has over a $100 billion market cap, and before the pandemic, for the calendar year 2019, they generated almost $15 billion in revenue. So how many times have we all heard the phrase, this is the next Uber, to describe any hot company? Well, this week we had two hot IPOs, Airbnb and DoorDash, both of which fit that description. Each takes a page from Uber when they were designing their own business models. One of them could very well fulfill that promise of matching Uber's business model. The other, well, I find it highly doubtful. Airbnb's model is very similar to Uber's. Owners of real estate get to realize revenue and profits by taking that underutilized property 
and allowing vacationers and renters to use it for a fee. Consumers find houses or condos via the app or website. They rely on photos and ratings. Airbnb takes a cut from each transaction, which ranges from $50 to $1,000 per night. On average, it's about $160.47, an entire home for the price of a hotel room. Airbnb's IPO and subsequent trading pop gave it a market cap of $88 billion, bigger than Expedia, which is $18 billion, big hotel chains like Marriott at $42 billion or Hilton at $29 billion. Delta Airlines is only $30 billion. The closest was travel booking giant Booking at $86 billion. The addressable market here is huge. It's global. It's every hotel in existence is a potential source of market share to steal. On the other hand, there's DoorDash. It's a much less attractive business model. They insert themselves between local restaurants and consumers, arguably replacing these companies' own delivery people. The transactions are very low priced. They're inexpensive. The margins are low. Local food deliveries just lack the scale advantage that Uber and Airbnb enjoy. And how much can you possibly charge for a pizza? Perhaps this is why DoorDash copied some of Uber's worst business practices. The pay wasn't great, as little as $5 an hour. DoorDash was keeping the tips of employees uh, instead of giving it to them. The uproar over a New York Times article led DoorDash and others in the food delivery business to change their tipping policies. Then there's the concept of Google hijacking and fake phone numbers, another ugly aspect of DoorDash, where they pretend to be their own restaurateurs in order to grab a fee just by forwarding a, a phone call to the restaurant. DoorDash was also sued for using a fake In-N-Out burger logo on its website and offering unauthorized deliveries for the fast food chain. To me, companies that engage in these sort of bad practices reveal what hyper-competitive, low-margin businesses they're in. What will DoorDash do when the pandemic ends and the huge number of food delivery take her off? David Trainer, CEO of market research firm New Constructs, called the company a zero. He told Yahoo Finance they do not have a way to make money long term. Hey, I'm not in the stock shorting business any longer, but if I had to pick one of these two to own and one of these two to short, I know how I would be making my bets. I'm Barry Ritholtz. This has been Airbnb and DoorDash showcase the best and worst of Uber. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today. Sorry.